Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. As for this week, it's the Lions bye week, and it feels as if the podcast is taking a little bit of a bye week as well, but there are no bye weeks on the Tom Green Podcast, if you think about it that way. With that being said, we'll get to the Michigan-Iowa preview in just a minute. <clears throat> but for our 3PS mag folks, we got to talk about this site that has given me some trouble, but hopefully it doesn't give you much trouble, and that is Monkey Knife Fight. That's M-O-N-K-E-Y-K-N-I-F-E-F-I-G-H-T, monkeyknifefight.com. You live in the state of Michigan like I do? Unfortunately, straight-up sports betting is illegal, but prop bets are. So you can make a prop bet on monkeyknifefight.com, and if you deposit, you make your first deposit with the promo code 3PSMAG, that's the number 3PSMAG, you can get your deposit back in prop betting with that code and your first deposit. So Monkey Knife Fight, they have games like Over Under, Rapid Fire, that you could perhaps win money unlike me. So monkeyknifefight.com, code 3PSMAG. As with that being said, Lions are on the bye week this week, and let's we'll go we'll go about their performance right now. Um, they they played a very good game against the Chiefs. How how about the refs' stuff or the refs' follies? I will say. I got I th- I feel they got the Galladay touchdown wrong, but I felt they did get the Bashad Breeland re- free, uh, fumble return correct, and that is, you play to the whistle. You've been taught that. Since you were in peewee football. If, if, and if not, then something's wrong with the coaches down at that level. Or in lower levels. But you play to the whistle. If you don't hear a whistle, you keep playing. That's what Bashad Breland did. That's what the Kansas City Chiefs did. And unfortunately, the Detroit Lions did not do that. So good props to the Chiefs for taking advantage of that. As for the Kenny Galladay touchdown that wasn't, that was wrong. And this Calvin Johnson rule has gotten us... Gotten us to a point and gotten us to a point where we think, what's a catch nowadays? You know? It's been like that since 2010 when the Calvin Johnson rule was enforced in Chicago. And for us, it's like, you know, what's a catch? So the Breland touchdown was correct. The Galladay non-touchdown was not. So moving on to Michigan, Iowa. Let's make this crystal clear. Michigan had a, played a good game last week. They played a very good game last week. They also played Rutgers last week. And with that, Michigan has chased a Big Ten head coach. Again, albeit Rutgers and Chris Ash, but Michigan has chased a Big Ten head coach out of its job. Whether or not Harbaugh survives this season and we'll see what happens i feel he should but of course the michigan fan base feels differently but even if harbaugh ends up leaving after this season michigan has chased a big 10 head coach in chris ash out of rutgers one big difference i saw this week compared to last josh gaddis being on the field once again with a grain of salt as it is rutgers but with Josh Gaddis on the field, Michigan's offense looked much more confident, comp- competent, confident, and better in, in, as a whole. There was still some running issues, but Patterson was able to run the ball for a touchdown, so was Joe Milton. And so 
we saw we we saw a complete team performance last week for Michigan. Now, of course, again, Rutgers. We can't deny that <laughs> it was against a historically bad team in Rutgers. But still, Michigan did as they should. Now, moving on to Iowa. As for Michigan, this they they got to be pretty damn lucky that this game is not at Kinnick Stadium. Because if it's at Kinnick Stadium, God only knows what could happen. Another loss to a top 25 team. That's Harbaugh's struggle. And that has been Harbaugh's struggle since attaining the Michigan job. <clears throat> With that being said, we'll move on to the keys to a Michigan victory. Keys to a Michigan victory for this week. Establish the run early. Iowa is, Iowa is a solid defense. They have been for many years under Kurt Ferentz and even Hayden Fry. And they can establish the run game early. Could be pivotal. Shea Patterson, continue what you're doing. You take that Rutgers film, you continue what you've been doing, things are going to work out very well for you. Get the intimidation factor rolling once again. They did that to Rutgers, they do that to Iowa, then you could see great things happening this week. Now the keys to an Iowa victory. Looking at the statistics here between Patterson and Nate Stanley, believe it or not, Nate Stanley, Iowa's quarterback, has better stats right now than Shea Patterson with 965 yards and 8 touchdowns versus 905 yards, 6 touchdowns, and 2 picks. Also, the running game is actually a little slightly stronger. Mike Sargent, or Sargent has 299 yards and 2 touchdowns, while Charbonnet has 218 yards and 3. So, with that being said, keys to an Iowa victory are almost the same as Michigan. Establish the run game early with Sargent. They can, they can shred Michigan's run defense. That, that means Don Brown could be looking for answers very quickly. As far as the passing game, make it, make it almost feel like you're at Kinnick Stadium. If you, if, you, if you feel that way and silence the Michigan crowd, great things can happen for Iowa. And then three, play your game. If you play your game at the big house, you take the crowd out of it, great things can happen. So... With that being said, now my score prediction. This is a huge game for Michigan. Joel Klatt had said it very clearly on Colin Coward's show just a couple of days ago. This could be the defining moment for Jim Harbaugh. There could there there may very well not be much explaining to do. If, <clears throat> or not much defending, I should say, for Jim Harbaugh if he loses this game at home. I think Michigan wins this game, despite still having a bad record against the top 25 teams. Michigan has still found a way to win big games at home. Yes, they still haven't beat Michigan State or Ohio State at home. But look at the Wisconsin game last year. Look at the Penn State game in 2016. They've done it against teams not named Michigan State and Ohio State. And who knows, this could be the year where that changes. I think Michigan's going to win this game 31-17. to not only are they going to win this game, they're going to show the nation that they still belong on the top 25-1. They still belong in the top 10. Right now, of course, they've lost, they've lost, they lost badly to Wisconsin, so I could totally understand why they don't belong in the top 10. They were, they were ranked 16th, I believe, last I had checked. So I could understand it now. But if they have a statement victory against Iowa, 
that narrative could change, and it could change in a very positive note for the University of Michigan. Shall they lose this game? The calls, the media calls for Harbaugh become much greater, and the media calls start to become right on that situation. So, I think Michigan defeats Iowa, but we'll see what happens. As for your rapid-fire games this week, two college and six NFL games on this slate. I had a hard time finding it because as, seeing as the Lions are on bye, the college NFL seem to be on buys here too, but I found eight games for us to analyze, and hopefully you guys will well, go along with this. So, Auburn and Florida at Ben Hill Griffith Stadium in the Swamp. Bo Nix has played very well this season. So has so has Florida. Florida gets a statement victory 24-21. MSU Ohio State. Um, Ohio State's won the last two innings. The last time Michigan State won was the Michael Geiger field goal in which he was doing that weird celebration, but to each their own. Um, I don't think it goes that way this time at at the horseshoe. Give me Ohio State in that one. 27 to 10. Not only not only is State going to get exposed, it's gonna it's gonna look bad. And as for me, I hope both teams lose. So there with that being said. Uh NFL games this week. Arizona and Cincinnati. Um a couple times Arizona's appeared on rapid fire, and a couple times we've picked Arizona to win this to win their first game with Kyler Murray. I think they do so this week because Cincinnati looks terrible. And if AJ Green is not there, <laughs> Cincinnati is Cincinnati could be looking at 0-16 as well as Miami. But I believe Miami and Cincinnati are playing each other in week 16, so that can't happen. With that being said, Arizona 41, Cincinnati 24. Buffalo and Tennessee, a rematch of the Music City Miracle. Uh Buffalo is 3-1, Tennessee, Tennessee iffy. Uh Buffalo gets their revenge on the Music City Miracle, even though it's been over 10 years. Uh, almost 20 years now, actually. Give me Buffalo in that one, 27-17. New Orleans and Tampa Bay, it's in Tampa. That, that shouldn't make too much of a difference. Tampa, Tampa's looking better, however, with Jameis Winston throwing for, um, or for throwing for seemingly infinity yards and infinity touchdowns, but the defense has given up. That and more. Give me the Saints with a spike, no breeze. Uh, 41-38. Pittsburgh and Baltimore, AFC North divisional rivalry between two teams that perhaps might not win this division as Cleveland has been Cleveland has been better this year. Cleveland still isn't the world dominators that everybody thought they were preseason, but they're they're looking better. Uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, Mason Rudolph against Lamar Jackson. It's in Baltimore. Give me the Ravens in this one, uh, 24-17. Jacksonville and Carolina, AFC cross uh, interconference play. Uh, it's Minshew season. No Cam Newton for Carolina. They've looked better with Kyle Allen, but seemingly almost every team looks a little bit better with their backup quarterback. But the backup quarterback is the backup for a reason. Once he's named the starter, just look at Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is this a Krusty Krab? No, this is Fitzpatrick. Give me Minshew season in Jacksonville. 27 to 
24. Close game. Um, and yes, I know that Minshew's, Minshew's the backup, but Minshew's an exception to this. It's Gardner Minshew season. Hashtag Minshew season. Green Bay and Dallas, we all know who I'm going to pick. We all know who I'm going to pick. I mean, your boy just loves Aaron Rodgers. Feel the sarcasm. Dallas, 31-7. And with that being said, that's the Tom Green Podcast for this week. Next week is Michigan-Illinois. We will be having a guest there, as well as Lions-Packers will be having a guest for that. So no worries on the guest pool. We'll be having some more next week. This has been another edition of the Tom Green Podcast.